Hey, Mike Stinger here, and welcome to another episode of Kind Grind, a podcast all about leveling up your daily grind. In the last episode, I shared my story, my journey from a suicidal teen to world-class copywriter, and in that story, I talked about my battle with depression and being suicidal, psych ward, all of that stuff. And I thought with this episode, especially with just how prevalent depression is in many people's lives, uh, I wanted to revisit something that I wrote a handful of years ago. And I wanted to put this out there in the the universe, if you will, uh, put this episode together, put it out there to to help anyone who's dealing with depression and, and really going through it. And it, it's my goal to create something that people, when they're going through it, when they're really in it, they can jump into this episode, quickly get some get some good stuff, and then jump back out and, and basically move forward with their, their day. So uh, let's dive right into it. Let's just start off with, I'm not a professor. Uh, or a doctor. I'm, I'm not a therapist, psychiatrist, mental health professional, nor did I get a degree in psychology. If you're currently on antidepressants or any sort of antipsychotics medication, please consult, talk with your doctor before making any changes. Uh, I, I'm not here to tell you to just smile and, and cheer up, uh, but what I am is I'm a humble student of depression. Uh, like millions of people, I was on antidepressants for a long time, uh, Prozac to be specific. Uh, I mean, mental health issues just run through my family. And I dealt with severe depression for, for many years. In fact, at, at 15, if you listened to the last episode, listen to uh, my story, then you know at 15, I was admitted into the psych ward, suicidal, I wanted to kill myself. Uh, I, I've lived through what depression has done to my life. I've seen it ravage the lives of, of people I care about. Depression's just, uh, it's a demon. It's ready to pounce at any moment. It has no rhyme or reason. Uh, often it, it strikes when you least expect it. It's just this cloud of despair, devoid of hope, empty of possibilities. It, it casts no judgment and spares no soul. Depression is here to fuck your shit up. Uh, and, the thing is, there's no magic bullet, there, there's no special pill or cure for depression. There's only forward motion. So I want this episode to be your forward motion. Depression rips away any feeling of connectedness. It, it pushes you away from people you care about, and it tricks you into believing that this is a unique fight, one that no one else can relate to or understand. But here's the truth. Your depression is not unique. Your depression is not special. Your depression is not some never-before-seen flavor. It's as normal as getting dressed in the morning and heading into work or hopping on Zoom, whatever the hell is going on nowadays. Uh, the reason it seems that way, the reason it seems unique is because most people don't talk about it. It's seen as a sign of weakness and a critical flaw. If you're depressed, something is wrong with you, right? That's what we're taught to believe. The thing is, and I hate to burst any bubbles here, but even taking depression out of the picture, you're still pretty fucked up. And it's okay. It's okay to be fucked up. There's over 7 billion people on this planet, and none of us fit into an idyllic picture. 
the news and social media may paint that picture, but bust out the scraper and you uncover a different story. An entire series of books could be written on incredibly successful people who deal with depression, but uh, we're just gonna focus on one person for the sake of gravity. Uh, while I'm still not 100% certain this person won't become a supervillain, supervillain as he has, he literally has the perfect story arc for it, Elon Musk. Uh, from making space travel and exploration more possible to, to blanketing our roads with uh, safer, self-driving, eco-friendly vehicles, at the time of recording this episode, he's amassed a net worth of nearly $200 billion, just absolutely insane. But like the myth of the phoenix, it must become ash before it can rise again. You see, Musk deals with depression regularly. He was bullied as a kid, fired as CEO of PayPal, lost a son, and to this day is constantly told that he cannot do something. Elon got to where he is today by having an insatiable hunger for something greater and asking better questions that lead to better answers. And from these questions, solutions can be created. He chooses to not accept the current state. He chooses, chooses a path forward and upward, one could say, working on something greater than himself. Right this very moment that you're listening to this, you have the same power. While depression is not always a choice, how you deal with it absolutely is. So my question to you is, will you let depression control your life or will you throw on your finest clothes and hit up the dance floor? The dance. When depression knocks, we don't wanna answer. We try, hard as we might, to not open the door. We, we, we feel the immovable weight blanketed over us wishing it to go away so we just get on with our day, get on with our life. We, we push it away, tell ourselves that if we ignore it, it'll go away. Eventually it does, but it always comes back. Next time it won't just knock, it will pound and pound until your door is ripped off the fucking hinges. And, and at this point we, we've already lost. It, it becomes impossible to ignore. We just give up and we, we give in. Maybe it visits for a few hours, maybe it stays a few days, eating everything in our house. Maybe it moves in, becoming a really shitty roommate. The lesson here is the more we push depression away, the more it pushes back. And early on, we're programmed to suppress it. We're told that it's this weakness, that it's flaw. But this act of suppression only intensifies it. It grows stronger and stronger until it cannot be defeated. We should not look to end or stop our depression. Depression is a natural part of our lives that cannot be cast away forever. No matter how great things are in your life or become in your life, depression will make an appearance. Instead of trying to push it away, we should look to move through our depression. We should stare at it straight on, just acknowledging its presence. We should accept that it's it's part of us. It's 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 a natural part of us but does not define us. We should accept that depression feeds off our inner fears and doubts, but that we can create a different story. Instead of pushing depression away, we should grip on tight. We should just let it known that we are not afraid and we are going to tear up the fucking dance floor whether it wants to or not. The disruption. 
I know it's really hard to believe, but we are currently living in the greatest time in human history. We've, we've access to more opportunities, more resources, and, and thanks to social media and the internet, more people and experiences than ever before. However, despite being more connected than ever before, many of us couldn't feel more disconnected. According to a study from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, the more time young adults, those age 19 to 32, those, those dang millennials, the more time young adults spend on social media, the higher the likelihood of them de being depressed. And earlier research from the likes, pun intended, of Carnegie Mellon found that interacting with others online increased feelings of bonding and decreased feelings of loneliness. That flipped though, when people just consumed content and did not interact. Social media, if cultivated effectively, can provide incredible benefits to not only one's personal life, uh, but our professional life as well. Unfortunately, uh, us human beings tend to gravitate more towards the negative. I mean, just think about it. How many times have you hopped on Facebook only to get pulled into just this never-ending stream of news and go gossip? How, how many times have you, you, know, you plan to just check on things and then you end up wasting an hour or more just scrolling scrolling and scrolling. Uh, the disruption from your reality may feel good at the time, but have you ever taken a step back to analyze just how it influences your mood? Uh, have you ever considered that your current use of social media may actually be affecting your mental health? It may actually be making your situation in your head worse? Uh, here's the deal, it, it's okay to miss out. It, it's okay to not engage in a discussion that wastes precious time you could be putting towards something more positive and productive. It's okay to not Instagram every single moment. It's okay to not broadcast every waking moment on your stories. It's okay to be alone with your thoughts and in the moment with the people right in front of you. In fact, it should be demanded. We're, we're, we're quick to broadcast this constructed fairy tale of how awesome our lives are Yet many of us are living an internal nightmare. The late and great Jim Rohn said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. He also said this well before the internet was this big thing. And so today, I'd like to tweak this to say that you are the average of those you interact with most, both online and offline. If a lot of what's being shared by people you're connected with is negative, just, just this trash, you're likely going to lean that way. You're gonna start thinking that way. You're gonna start having these more negative emotions, moods, feelings pop up, which also really feed into that whole depression beast. And because of that, you're gonna have way more bad days than good. And and this includes anything you talk about and, and focus too much on it. And it's not always about other people. It's about what's going on inside. Obviously, you can't control everything. That, that comes across your feed, that comes your way, but you can take steps, steps to, to minimize it, to, to clean things up, to cut people out. And, and when you do that, just, just watch how your mood changes. I, I wanna encourage you to not be afraid to unfriend, unfollow, to, to be a more positive force. Be afraid not to. The dwelling. The past may be forever behind us, but it's often right in front of us. The past shapes us into who we are, who we become, it's really a, a bunch of ones and zeros of code through through years of programming, create this unique piece of software. And, and that software is the operating system for life, if you will, better known as the mind. And the, the past is where we can find our core beliefs and habits, 
which shape our lives and how we maneuver through it now. It's where we relive what could have been and what we should or could have done differently. Right now, you're telling yourself a story, one that probably started many years ago. It was created from a string of moments, good and bad, that have shaped your identity. Your story is your personality, what makes you, you. Your story is your fears, vices, indiscretions. Your story ultimately is the action or lack of that you take in living your life. To better move through our depression, we must accept that the past is, is exactly where it should be. It's in the past. That we can never ever change it and no matter what you believe, it happened for a reason. To develop us into smarter, stronger, more understanding, better prepared people. Dwell if you want, but realize that it's doing nothing more than causing you more pain, pain that should be left in the past. All that exists, all that matters is right now. Everything else is hypothetical. The Directive A plan is only as good as the action you take. Depression wants to keep you pinned down and to submit. It wants you to embrace it as your new king. But as we've already established, we will not accept it as our fate. Instead, we will implement what I call the Directive. The Directive is not some complicated checklist or sophisticated system. It is comprised of three simple steps that anyone, anywhere, at any time can follow. Step one, do your routine. In layman's terms, get your ass out of bed. I know how it feels, the weight of the world just smothering you. I know your bed is a safe, comfortable space that with sleep can help you forget the pain that might be just ripping your soul to shreds. But no matter the case, you must move. You must stand up, face the day. You must dance. Even if your routine is as meaningless as making breakfast and throwing laundry in the washer, sticking to a routine will cultivate meaning. It will give you positive forward momentum so you can work through this shit. Step two, be positively productive. Whatever mind state you're in, you're going to gravitate towards similar things. Stop paying attention to the fucking news. Just stop it. Uh, again, this is all about forward, positive motion. We're not going backwards, retreating into the haze that we know will only hinder us, not help us. No more news. Adios. Laughter is incredibly helpful. L look up some of your favorite comedians on YouTube. Watch a few clips. Uh, do meditation. Chat with... Someone you love, listen to some awesome music, get the blood pumping with a workout. As Tony Robbins says, get into your body to get out of your mind. Uh, knock out that thing you keep putting off. And you know exactly what I'm talking about too. It, write about something that's interesting to you. Read a book, learn a new skill, play with your pet, do something positive. Step three, get into nature. A study from the American Journal of Preventative Medicine found that even just light walking helped reduce depression by 47%. 47% just light walking, nothing crazy. Like your comfy bed, the, the confines of your walls help to shield you from what's on the other side. But it's what's on the other side that will help you. If there's a park, walk to it. If there's a trail, hike it. If there are woods, say what's up motherfucker to the trees. If there's a beach, what the hell are you waiting for? Go to that fucking beach. Even if you live in a, a concrete jungle, I guarantee there are interesting things around you. 
whenever I'm visiting a new place, I like to, to do this thing that I call freestyling, which is where I just, I, I, I set out with no clear direction, no agenda. I just go wherever my legs lead me. And, and it leads to finding all sorts of cool things and having experiences that I, I wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, of course, it's it's also uh, ended me up in uh, some questionable areas, but I haven't been murdered uh, yet. Anyway, uh, you don't have to wait to freestyle the next time you travel either. You can do this right now in your own neighborhood. The Devotion. Chances are, as someone listening to this episode right now, you, you've questioned the purpose of your life more times than you can count. You've wondered, what's the what's the meaning of this? Where do I where do I fit in? What is my purpose? You, you, you consider if you're you're destined for living a re unremarkable, forgettable life or, or one of, of greatness. You, you tell yourself things will get better. They, they always do eventually. But deep down inside, you, you question it. You, you poke and prod. You, you sniffle, scrounge for the answer. Little did you know, the answer has always been right in front of you. Things that excite us, thrill us, make us happy and feel connected are what gives us a sense of purpose. You see, your, your purpose does not rest in doing a specific thing. Your purpose is how in which you live your life and the impact you make along the way. But far too often, we attach it to a thing, a thing is, that is constantly growing and evolving, and it, this leads to it being a source of our depression. We, we change jobs, we, we switch careers, we, we focus on something else. Like the over 6 million cat in a box videos on YouTube, this is a real thing. <laughs> we try packing ourselves into a cardboard box, yet we're constantly taking on new skills and experiences. You should not define yourself by what merely pays the bills. You're the combination of your passions, of your interests. And should you not have any passions? There's, there's this huge bright world out there waiting for you to join it. Your new purpose, should you choose to devote yourself to it, is this. Do more of what I love and be less afraid of the reactions to it. That is all. And as one of my favorite writers, James Altucher, has said, be 1% better each day. You can do a measly 1%, right? The divine. This is really what it all comes down to. You must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, you, you don't. And this is not about what you must believe in. Whether you're a Christian, Catholic, Muslim, Mormon, uh, practicing Jew, Buddhist, Hindu, Satanist, atheist, agnostic, or Pastafarian. So if you don't know what a Pastafarian, seriously, look it up. It's amazing. It doesn't matter. The, the, the divine is not necessarily an all-seeing, all-powerful entity. It can be, uh, it can be a one, of course, depending on your flavor of religion or lack thereof. But a way of perceiving the world around us. As you're all too aware, depression's a very selfish thing. It lures us into this trap of self-doubt, frustration, and pain. But like a radio, at that moment, the self is the self is tuned into the wrong station. You see, the divine is in everything. We are all in, in some way connected. We're, we are all part of the same experience, just moving through it in a different way. When we look beyond ourselves, rather than getting lost in ourselves, shifts happen. We realize that while our problems are very real, they are just a glimmer of what we all are experiencing as a whole. We realize that while a problem appears to be a big deal, years later when looking back, it really wasn't a big deal at all. We realize that while we were so focused on searching for happiness, 
the best way to find it was positively impacting others. Who can you help and how can you make a difference today? Because believe me, you can. The Discipline. We have reached the end of this episode, or to uh, eat up one of the great cliches, this is just the beginning. <laughs> We've covered that the depression, no rhyme or reason, can strike whenever, wherever, it's an asshole. We've reminded ourselves that while it feels like a lonely battle, many more, myself included, are battling along right there with you. We've stressed the importance of being in better control of what we pay attention to online, offline, and who we spend the most time with. We've talked about dwelling on things and to move forward into the future, we must leave behind the past. We've, we've outlined the directive, a, a simple but powerful way to loosen the chains of depression. We've helped to answer what is your purpose and how to get outside of the suffering that depression causes. All of this is great, it's fine and dandy, but none of it will matter without the discipline. For when depression strikes, you will not sit back and take it you will act. You will come back to this for inspiration, for that spark to lighting the fire for motion. You will not accept mediocrity. You will command greatness. You will, despite the challenges, work on creating a better you, get 1% better each day. You will stop making excuses. You will ask better questions and seek out the answers. You will not allow depression to control you you will make depression your bitch. And I will be right there fighting with you. Thank you for listening. Hope this helps. Take care.